You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Hi, welcome to this week's episode of the Scottish Football Forums podcast, episode number 16. Um, there's only two of us again tonight because Chris, unfortunately, is still a bit under the weather. So it's the two Johns again, or the two Johnnies, as we like to maybe call ourselves or other folk call us. Uh, how you doing, John? I'm good, how are you? Aye, pretty decent, aye. Uh, Never mind the unfortunate Chris is no, no here. We don't need listen to him talking about last week's game. So aye. we can just get by it. So aye. thanks, Chris. I think he was wanting to just talk about the Rangers Kamarat game anyway. That's all he wanted to talk about, so it's all right. Um, we, <laughs> it's true. I'm into that. Uh, however, it might end up being a, a bad thing for us, uh, which we'll... So, I uh, plenty to talk about this week. Um, start off with you kind of charity bet, how that went. There was obviously last minute membership. Then the weekend, we've got the Scotland squad. Predictions, charity bet, usual stuff. Uh, we'll see if there's anything else that crops up as we... So, charity bet, first of all. Shankland again at air. Unfortunately, that never can get better luck this time. I've got a tip, maybe, for this week. See how that goes. The other bet... I don't like to put blame anywhere. I don't know. I'll I'm... take the blame. I'll take, <laughs> I'll take it. No, you know, I take the credit. So I need to take the blame as well. No, that was all my fault. But I got one. It's better than none. Aye. The only team that won was AF. They won two 0 Still in Albion. They lost at home actually. And so we'll see what we can work with later on in terms of that. So we, aye, we may as well start with last midweek uh, Tuesday. I suppose we can touch on Tuesday in terms of Edinburgh derby. Yeah, because from what I heard, the other two games weren't much to talk about, two nil nils. But um, yeah, I think the scoreline definitely flattered hearts for what I saw in the game. Um, well, saw pretty much almost the full game, and it was all one way traffic. And Hibs were certainly deserved of the victory, and it could and maybe should have been more. But um, I think their keeper played quite well, the Hearts keeper, but he had no chance for the goal. Um, but good win for Hibs and giving them bragging rights. Oh, definitely, I'd be pleased with that one. Uh, we'd mentioned obviously as well that Simon Murray had kind of got off the boil or not really been playing much and uh, I who scored Simon Murray what do we know yeah. uh, but I don't know is Anthony, yeah. I think Anthony Stokes might be injured or he was missing yeah or it could well have been that Lennon might need to freshen up and well Murray was also given a chance to answer his critics I, I, us too but um, yeah he certainly proved um, he stepped up when it was when it mattered and it was a a good pick me up for Hibs. I mean, we spoke about last week after the, the semi final. It was a perfect game for them to bounce back, and so it proved. Yeah, well, prior to that, even to the, before the Cup semi final, they'd been struggling a bit in terms of they had a lot of draws. Um, they'd not won for a few games, so yeah, massive to get a win in the Edinburgh Derby. Uh, I think on reflection, Craig Levine said he maybe got the starting lineup wrong, and that he should have started young boy Cochran, who again, when we come into the weekend game, much as Hearts lost, he looked again impressive. Uh, Harry Cochran mm-hmm. yeah I mean good on I'm trying a, a 16 year old and, um, but we'll probably talk about the Hearts have got other issues in the midfield aye they have we, we, I suppose we could touch on it just now in terms of the lack of width that they've got which Michael Stewart touched upon yeah big time I mean I think they seem short of um, yeah they certainly seem short of wide players and Walker's been played through the middle and then he obviously goes off injured so um, yeah they're really starved of options I mean they tried Kyle Lafferty there uh, in the wing position the week before and it wasn't working then he moved them through the middle and it worked so yeah I think I think the worrying thing perhaps as well is that because of the money they spend in the stand Levine's had to come, come out and said that 
players need to go before players can come in. Yeah. So they'll have to have a look at the youth academy again and see if anyone else is able to set up. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, the other uh, situation with the width, it's not just talking about maybe even the midfield, the fullbacks as well. The, the left back or whoever's playing left back isn't doing terribly well. And they've tried out a few people there, so that's not working out. The other but you've got Smith, kind of fairly steady, but still. Mm-hmm. So, I, as you said, there are two games, yeah, two nil now, so not much really to talk about there. Where does they get over and done with the top of the table clash to Aberdeen? Yeah, I mean the first twelve minutes, um, we looked, so we started quite bright. Had a couple of shots from Shinny, which Gordon dealt with quite comfortably. Um, but then Celtic stepped up, as we say, um, our team selection was not right. I, I don't understand why we started with Rooney and May. I can understand trying to be brave and rewarding person form, but this was not the game to play Adam Rooney. Um, personally, I would have started Scott Wright um, on one on one side going at um, going at Tierney and Mackay Stephen on the other going at um, Lustig. But with Mackay Stephen on Tierney, and that was a mistake as well. That was the that was a big error of judgment from McInnes in my mind, but. How much difference it would have made? Probably not that much the way Celtic were on. I, I feared last week Celtic would turn it on because it was us. Aye, they up that game against and us, don't they? I, yeah, I, I think I, I think it's because in other games I'll go through the motions, which we'll probably talk about later. Um, you know, against certain other teams, I think they've been going through the motions knowing that they've got Champions League coming up and um, they know they don't have to play well to, to win with us with us. Because the fright we gave them the cup final as well, and we are their closest challengers. Um, they knew they had to step up a wee bit more, and um, yeah, and they punished us big time. Yeah, I mean, as you mentioned, we started off well. We we're actually kind of pretty physical as well, which I was liking. I thought, oh, we're playing all right here, um, and thinking as well, maybe get a chance as well. And the fact that Brendan Rodgers surprised us all by not playing uh, Patrick Roberts or Scott Sinclair, also as well playing the kind of three at the back which I don't think many folk expected. They've done it a few times, but we really struggled to cope with Rodrich and McGregor in the kind of inside forward positions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I Kieran Dearney basically had the freedom on the left side. Uh, as you say, Mackay Stephen kind of just wasn't tracking back. Logan didn't play particularly well. Um, t- I would say probably there was only maybe Joe Lewis, Graham Shirey, maybe Stephen May that had pass marks. The rest of the team were uh, below their best. And mm-hmm. then, yeah, the second goal was, uh, the second goal as well, Dearney just walked past Logan. So, disappointing. Uh, again, I think maybe some of the fans are a bit of an overreaction in terms of how we get beaten so easily. Celtic, we've mentioned before, if they turn it on, they can do that to any. Uh, whether it's us in second place mm-hmm. or whether it's Partick or Hamilton. Exactly. Certainly the best domestically they've played this season. Um, you know, probably the second best they've played this season behind the Anderlecht game. Um, so, and when they're in that form, nobody's going to beat them. Um but as I say, hopefully, hopefully next time we play them, we'll learn from it. And you know, I don't want to pick him because Stephen, but he's not the same player that is going to track back. And it was just an error judgment, as I say. Maybe Scott Wright would have offered more in terms yeah. of tracking back, as well as um, being a threat to Tierney. But I noticed today Celtic gave him a six-year deal. Did Wonderful yeah. news for them. Uh, Great yeah. news for them. He'd already signed a five-year deal last year, so I'm assuming it's just basically a wage rise, and obviously had a year's mm-hmm. extension. Yeah, and then our five ten million or whatever it is on top of his transfer value. So he's obviously um, happy. He's a Celtic fan, 
Um, and the statement is, well, if you want to and you want to pay, you've got to pay top dollar. And given the fact that Man U wants to pay thirty million for Luke Shaw, I think Celtic are right to say, well, we want a bit, we'd like that kind of money for Tierney, if not more. Yeah, well, I was looking at his record earlier. Had ninety-seven appearances for Celtic. Now, for a left back mm-hmm. or a left wing back, what he sometimes plays, he has. 24 assists which is phenomenal yeah uh, some wide players would be pleased with that record uh, basically he's averaged 1 in 4 uh, and he's quite handy as well in terms of ok he's scored f- 5 goals which is alright I think it's something as well he can probably even improve on because he gets forward he gets into the positions but some record for a, a player that's played fullback generally oh yeah definitely Um and I just hope that whoever the next Scotland manager is works out a system we can have Tierney and Roberts on the left hand side because I think having him as a right back hinders his game a bit. That's, that was exposed a wee bit against uh, Slovenia last game. Definitely. But, yeah. um, but no, it's good good news for Scotland. I'll, I'll be honest. Whilst it's maybe not great for those challenging, it is good news for Scottish football to see that you know one of our best players wants to stay in Scotland. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think probably you want the best players staying as opposed to just going down south at the first offer. Yeah, so, yeah. and if he goes, he'll go to a top team rather than just a mid-table um, Premier League team like Southampton, for example. Sorry to any Southampton fans that are listening, but <laughs> you should be listening to the English Football Forums podcast. So, uh, aye, the other game now, uh, Rangers against Kamarnock. Steve Clark's first proper game in charge. And it turned out to be someone else's last game in charge, Pedro Coutinho. You'd not quite prepared your blog, but I think that was probably one on the cards. Yeah, well, we'll we'll give um, we'll blame Chris for this one because he tweeted after the game, get ready for a blog, John. And I said, well, I'll wait till after Saturday. And he says he might not get Saturday, so he was right. Um, but I still got one out anyway yeah. on my thoughts of the whole Coutinho um, mess. You know, it was a Dreadful appointment from from the word go. Um, you know, he comes out and says, I've inherited the best squad in Scotland when the team was 30 points behind. And then it ends up, he calls the squad an embarrassment in public 24 hours after losing the cup game against Motherwell, after, after taking responsibility. He's, um, as Chris Sutton put it, he's a walking contradiction. Um, and to be brutally honest, whilst he was a comedy act for everyone else in Scottish football, um, he brought absolutely nothing for Scottish football. It's an episode that Rangers will certainly be glad to wash their hands off. It was a dreadful decision to bring him in on no track record and give him that amount of money to spend. And, you know, he was just a diabolical appointment from start to finish. Yeah, was it in the shortest uh, reign for any Rangers manager? Was it 227 days? 229 days, I think it was, yeah. As well. Yeah, I mean, the only thing is, it's, you could have worried now. Uh, who they will get in. Uh, obviously, we are majorly concerned because, surprise, surprise, Derek McInnes has been made favourite again. Um, hopefully, they'll look elsewhere. Mm-hmm. I will feel, um, feel from last Wednesday and the fact that, you know, in the last minute, when they're one up and about to take a penalty to seal the game, Ryan Jack allows himself to get involved with Kip Broadfoot um, and gets himself stupidly sent off, which distracts Candace from his penalty. And then, he makes a hash hit and then come on up score. Stay away. Probably sums up the luck that he's had as well. Um, but at the end of the day, I've got absolutely no sympathy for him, um, especially after his, you know, what he said about Aberdeen being in the cycle and them starting theirs um, and telling lies about Derek McInnes and how Derek McInnes 
didn't offer him a drink post-match when they had actually left when he was doing a press conference. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I've got no sympathy for the man at all. And as I say, he's going to be no miss at all at Scottish football, apart from from a call of devalue. The, the interesting thing I kind of touched upon, I think we kind of WhatsApp group that we're on, I wonder if there, was, if there was originally going to be a board meeting on Thursday, or whether it was just as a result of what happened. Yeah, I think I think they were going to see how they got on against the uh, Harps, and see if they got, and if they dropped points against Harps or if they lost at um, Murrayfield, then he would have been gone then, that's my um, thoughts on it. But when they came about the drew in the last minute, I think they realised, no, time up. Yeah, and they had to act decisively, and they did. Um, but yeah, do obviously the media straight away linking McInnes. Um, I'm not 100% sure if he's going to take it, but I'm not 100% sure he's going to turn turn it down either. Um, I'm really splitting the camp because McInnes loves his job. Um, he's going to be very picky about who he goes to. Um, and Rangers do have issues, but at the end of the day, he is a big Rangers fan. Um, he is a Rangers fan from his times a player as well um, and he might find it too difficult to turn down who knows but he wouldn't make that decision lightly but hopefully yeah. hopefully Mark Allen saying that they'll take their time with that point where well if they can just take their time and head in another direction that'd be lovely yeah I suppose that the other thing is where like, some people think that it's kind of almost guaranteed well a lot of Rangers fan things it's guaranteed they'll take the job if he's asked it, it might not it might not be obviously he's okay maybe as a Rangers fan or whatever the, the worry from a larger point of view is the situation with the ground and the fact that the delays with the talks and what's going to happen with that because that's something obviously McInnes is to happen at Aberdeen for the new ground the new training ground and everything like that mm-hmm. so that's where they could possibly think or maybe look elsewhere hopefully not the other names that are mentioned interesting one because uh, you look at most of them, they're probably just the kind of regular kind of candidates that we mentioned. The Belgian Michael, yeah, he's, he's um, currently second favourite, but booking at four to one. So. I can't see Rangers going down the form route um, this time. Uh, I really just cannot see it, um, given what happened with Pekishinia and previously Paul Le Guin. Um, I think they'll look for the safe option, a British manager. If it's not going to be Scott, it'll be um, another British manager. Um, one of my mates says he would love Alan Pardew, but I don't see that happen in a million years. Um, but I think it'll be between McLeish, McInnes and Billy Davis. I hope it's the latter, because oh, he really would fit that club. Um, no offence, Craig. The, the only thing about you saying about I don't think it'll be Alan Pardew, who would have thought that Celtic would have got Brendan Rodgers? That's true. Um, but then I don't think Alan Pardew's a big Rangers fan. Yeah, but there is. Uh-huh. Uh, right, we'll see what happens anyway. Yeah. Yeah, but a good point for Kilmarnock, you know, going there and um, snatching the, the late draw and, and then they continued their good start of the weekend under him. Yeah, which again, we'll come on to later on. We may as well continue with yeah. Rangers, seeing as they were the first game of the weekend. Right, true. Oh, and Motherwell beat Dundee 1-0 in the Wednesday night. Yeah. Good, good three points. Um, so, yeah, Graham Murty took into the charge again, uh, as he did before Katrina took over. Uh, straight away, and I think probably everyone expected it would happen, Kenny Miller back in the team as captain, and Craig, director of the podcast, would have been loving it because it was Miller time. Uh, two goals and an assist, and Rangers won quite comfortably then. Yeah, it was, I mean, what I heard of the game um, was that the first 20 minutes was mainly Rangers, then Lafayette scores a peach of kick. I saw the goals and I. Um, Lafferty scored that absolute peach of a free kick. And then Hearts had a 
great chance straight away to make it two. Um, was it Callahan had it? Yeah, yes, really? it was. Yeah, he should have scored. Yeah, I think he's right, but he might have done better. Um, and then Hearts dominated most of that, and then after, then right at half the time, almost, um, you know, Miller gets the lucky break with the deflection off Suter and goes in. And from then on, it was just all one way traffic. I think Hearts run out of legs. Um, the second half, Walker going off was a massive blow. They were really short of options because they were without Kelly as well in the middle of the park. I think they've missed him. Either without Kelly or without Tune, so I they are definitely short mm-hmm. numbers. And the other thing as well, though, defending for Miller's second, uh, he just yeah. managed to go. Um, mm-hmm. However, yeah. credit to Tavernier for. Yeah, and the third goal, you know, the left back, he just doesn't do well at all and lets Windass in. And I don't think McLaughlin did particularly great either. Um, I think he could have done better than get beat his near post, but credit Windass, um, good positive run and finish. Um, might help him get some of the boo boys off him because a few of the Ibrox faithful haven't been too kind to him from what I've been hearing. Yeah, well, you certainly missed that hat trick of chances and against Motherwell, but, but there's definitely a play in there. Mm-hmm. I think. He's, he's got the pace. He's certainly got the pace and, you know, just needs a wee bit more composure to his game, but that's something to work on. Yeah, because I think as well he was signed more as like a number 10 type player, but he's been asked to play out wide, so maybe he's learning the position he's maybe not played much the year before. But on the other side, uh, Hearts, who had a, after having a fairly decent start, uh, on Levine took charge, two in the bounce. They were looking to get back to one. Yeah, I think, I think Levine was just looking forward to the chance to end on trying to have a bit of wheel and then dealing. Um, you know, but yes, uh, it's not been a good week losing to the Rat Rivals and then to you know, then to Rangers, but we'll see how things go this weekend. Although I see they're playing on Sunday, I presume there's a rugby match on Saturday. Oh no, Hibs are at home, Hibs are at home, that's what the problem is, so. Uh, good crowd as well at Murrayfield, 32,000 odd. Uh, yeah. I kind of seen it mentioned as well, and that it was the highest aggregate crowd uh, premiership. Good effort there. Yeah, definitely. Should we talk about Aberdeen again? I we may as well. Um, so, changes, Stuart, Christie and Wright, all in, which is good. Christie couldn't play against Celtic, but... Yeah, thank goodness he was back. Um, yeah, it was positive changes, and all it was on Saturday, after the result we had last week, was getting back to winning ways, and after put, after a shaky start, losing, I mean, a rare Joe Lewis mistake, don't know what's happened there, although um, I think O'Connor should be closing down the shot first as well. Yeah, it's kind of one of those awkward ones as, though, as well. It kind of went, it kind of bounced, it kind of went under him, didn't it? Yeah. Should have, seen, it, should have, should have got it, but we'll let him off. He it's not as if he does many mistakes that he makes. Yeah, and he then goes on to make a couple of not bad saves um, and for the rest of the first half, but the the goal for Christie was just supreme quality. Nice ball by him in the first place that they made, but then he doesn't just stand there and admire it. He just he keeps going, wants the ball back, and a terrific finish was that wonderful effort he's got. Yeah, it definitely, again, because I mentioned before, that helps when he's playing number. Uh, he's all right wide, but he's so much more effective playing mm-hmm. that number. His vision, he scores so many goals there as well. He's probably mm-hmm. not been helped by the you know, they're, they're running so far. Because it's better yeah. still, it's better than a lot more from Greg Stewart. Maybe he needs just a run of games together. Uh, maybe just say, mm-hmm. look, give him five, five games and take up to pace again. There definitely is a play in there. Uh, mm-hmm. He's proven it at this level, so maybe just needs that games. Yeah, definitely. I think McInnes needs to, um, you know, put one of them in and give them a good run, as you say, because it can't be helped by either of them. Stuart McInnes, Stephen, that one's in for a couple of games, one's in for the next couple, and just Chapman James, and that's not, not fair. Um, 
I, I would certainly persist with Scott Wright. Yeah, Although he seems to be playing more on the left hand side, but I would have Wright interchanging and one or the other two doing the same on the other side. But yeah. um, we just need to find out who. But Chris is certainly off me, is the way to go. I know a lot of people prefer 4 4 2, but Aberdeen have always been better with the 4 2 3 1 with someone just off a main striker and yeah, the main yeah. Christie combination could work. Yeah. Um, the other thing, again, uh, Graves really back into left back and said it before, he needs close because you're just like, he's so good there as well. Mm-hmm. At left back, um, just constantly getting forward and obviously getting to the box to help win the, pe- win the penalty as well. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, uh, a still more penalty. Absolutely. So, and he's been rewarded because he's been called up for the Scotland squad though originally it was Andrew Shinney of Aberdeen that I suppose had been called up <laughs> yeah a bit of a typo um, but yeah Kevin McLean our person called up to squads um, yeah, actually, not forgot... sure he deserves it but um, yeah. took the penalty well I forgot to mention that's before the obviously the Aberdeen Celtic game that yeah the Tuesday it was announced obviously he's going to be leaving whether it's January or whether the end of the, the season Um it seems to be a few times whereby we are playing either Celtic or Rangers and these stories come that our players are linked away or something's going to happen. I think it was going to be in the media on Wednesday, so Derek, I just thought he would get in there first and see uh, maybe some underhand tactics by the, the media in the West. Yeah, and possibly Kenny McLean's agent as well. Um, who knows, but um, I think it's see where he will be going in January, um, or, well, at the end of the season, certainly. Um It'll be disappointing to lose him um, when it does come, but it's probably a good thing that's out now. Because um, that'll mean that he can just get on with his game. Because he's not going to attract anyone if he ducks his form. He's yep. still got a job to do and he'll be professional. And um, It looks as though he played quite well on Saturday. Yeah, one of our better players, by all accounts. Um, and the good thing as well, that it's at this point, it gives us plenty of time to find a new a replacement. Oh, it's definitely. And far better, it's been handled obviously far better than what the Ryan Jacks it well by... Yeah. Well, he lied. Yeah, exactly. Um, but at least Kenny McLean's said that he's leaving now, whereas, I mean, if, I wouldn't be surprised if he has told McInnes where he's likely to go, but it'll come clear, I would imagine, in January. We can yeah. see. Well, but, you never know, it might even be whoever gets the Rangers drop might, be, might not be interested in him, if that's where he wants to go. Right. Although, he'll attract um, clubs from England as well, so... He could well say no to Rangers and, and, and go down south and try his luck there. Yeah, he but might fancy his chances down south. We'll wait and see, but as, as long as he's honest about I mean, he's, he's, he's done the first part by saying he's not wanting to stay. So at least we know we can prepare, as you say. We'll just need to sell, sell, him, just need to sell him in January and then sign Ryan Christ. Yeah, that would be lovely. I would accept that. Don't yeah. think it'll, I don't think it'll happen, but... Um, yeah. No, I think I think these parent club will, will keep him, give him a chance to um, stake his place um, in the team for next season. Who knows? Um, but I suppose we better move on to them, since they've now equaled a record. Them? Yeah. <laughs> um, they, have, they, they did equal a record, but they didn't do it in terrific fashion, because, yeah, resulted, they ended up drawing with them. Um, I see that it could have mentioned maybe they had too many changes, but they're still... A lot of regular first team players in that starting lineup. Mm-hmm. The only ones maybe that weren't regulars is probably Ayer um, and Kiasi. And uh, Michael Johnson as well. Aye, Michael Johnson. But he still had a kind of decent issue. I think, I'm guessing earlier on when you said about Celtic maybe taking it easy in certain games. I think I think that's a combination of two things. There's one, you could argue Celtic were going through the motions because they had um, their focus on the Bayern Munich game. 
they weren't really as up for it as they were against us last week, or even Hibs in the semi-final. But Kilmarnock um, set up a game plan to stifle them, and they showed it in the highlights that there wasn't a lot of room for Celtic to get in in behind them very often. And then the second half, Kilmarnock came out that little bit more and got the equaliser. Very good goal by Jones, the best player by far this season. He's a player, I wouldn't mind at Aberdeen. Yes, yeah. That's the kind of player I'd like to see his go for. Um, He's got a bit of haze about him, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still young. He's, what, 22, 23? Involved in all that, no. Yeah, he's definitely a player. But, no, I think Kilmarnock are obviously making themselves hard to beat, which is the right way to go about it. But what a good week for Steve Clark. Going to um, Ibrox and Parkhead and coming away with two draws. Yep, back to basics, yeah. as you say. And, yeah, two terrific results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, obviously, they won... When he was in the stand as well, was it Party Thistle game? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd only just been appointed that morning. Um, so I think, I don't think that counted as a first as his first official game. No, no, but. Because it was still the caretaker, but. Definitely. Even at that, good reaction, you know, getting five points from Glasgow in three games. I don't know, I think Yeah, and after two games in Glasgow, they now get two games against Edinburgh teams this yeah. week. He seems a positive guy as well, Steve Clark, so I think that probably rubs off on the players as well. He said that he doesn't go into any game, believe me. Um, mm-hmm. That should be the attitude that most managers have, but quite often <laughs> when, you hear, when you hear managers say, oh, we're playing such and such a team, we don't expect to do anything, that probably, that, that probably doesn't. Yeah, I, I still remember Ebby Scott down his first Aberdeen game saying we're going to get beat today when we're playing Celtic and they lost 5 now. So it's not exactly motivational to see in public your team's going to get beat. So good on Steve Clark for having bought Because at the end of the day, what's the point in turning up if you think you're going to get beat? Oh, exactly, aye. It's like like a boxer getting into a ring and I don't fancy my chances here. Nah, you're just going to get hurt. The one thing that Steve Clark will need to work on um, is the home form. Home form is pretty awful. Mm -hmm. They've not won a game all season. No, and they've had quite a few. Um, I think it's actually helped them being away from home these last couple of games. It might help them this weekend as well. Yeah, but, um, it's a heart, yeah. Yeah, but um, need to wait and see what happens in the next couple of days. I'm stealing your phrase here, John. Um, <laughs> sure enough, I'll watch my phrase. See what happens. See what happens, I'll say that quite well. So, move on to Motherwell and Hibs. I think Hibs were good value for this victory for what I saw in the highlights. Um, Motherwell had a few changes. Maybe um, the fact they had, they had the, the semi-final and the the game on Wednesday caught up with them a little bit. Um, but Hibs were certainly good value. Um, got a bit of luck with a goal because it's a, a howl of a keeper who looked dodgy in the semi-final last week and the goalkeeper. Boyle said thank you very much. And Hibs could maybe should have had a couple after that. but Yeah, I think... They'd it, have been delighted. Six yeah, points this week. Definitely. I think Kipri definitely misjudged it. Uh, he looked prone to an error certainly in the Rangers game. I think he got away with a few in the... In that game, and yeah, he just missed the ball over the top, and yeah, boy, away oh, couldn't miss. Aye, aye. Lennon um, was certainly looked happy in the game, although he, I think he mentioned something about wanting protection from the referees. Don't know what that was about. You know, Neil Lennon as well, eh? The type of player he was, he's talking about protection from the referees. Imagine back in the day, eh? <laughs> I mean, Martin Neil team as well, one of the most physical teams <laughs> I've been, probably. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, Hibs as well. Back-to-back wins. Uh, that's even level in points now. What Motherwell has been starting to look up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they're just what one or two. Is it two points? Behind two points Rangers. Rangers. Yeah. So if they win their game in hand tomorrow, they could actually go above them. 
Oh, no, it's not their game in hand because Rangers would still need to play a game in hand. This yes. is obviously the game from the League Cup semi final weekend. Aye, because Hibs play, Hibs play at Rugby Park tomorrow night. Yeah. Or tonight by the time this goes out. Aye. I know. That's us fucked it. Aye. Aye, apart from that, though, in terms of opportunities, uh, Motherwell had one that was a car, terrific block, if you remember that. Uh, uh, not really. Done. Done. Had one ruled. It was just correctly ruled. Yeah. Uh, apart from that, there wasn't really a lot from them. Good points. But prior to that, Motherwell have been pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Dundee and Hamilton. Hamilton. Yeah. Finally, to the lead and held on to it. Yeah. Fourth win in a row against Dundee for Hamilton. Um, and I think Niagara gets now twelve-one in the games between those two. Maybe start. Um, they wish they were playing Dundee every week. Um, but they, they were good value, although they got a massive helping hand from shocking defending by Dundee for all three goals. Um, and um, yes. Yes. Um, Neil McCann must return his hair out. Aye, defending it, so. It's possibly one that's come back to bite because I mentioned though why Josh McKins was in the team and that's maybe going to help their defence out. But yeah, they've lost four in the mountain mm-hmm. and aye, quite poor. Yeah, I mean, they were quite unlucky last week when they played Partick. Um, but this week... Um, or so the weekend there they were just abysmal um, I mean they've let Scondras just wander in for the first one um, yep. Templeton's just managed to peel off uh, for the second complete mark from a free kick and then the third one defender was just completely non-existent again yeah. um, and that that was despite the fact that Hamilton um, suicidal got themselves down to 10 men with United decided to kick the ball into the stand. Aye, a player of that experience as well to do that. He owes that. He owes his teammates his win bonus. I think he should be mm-hmm. taken there. He should be. Hope he was cheating them on Saturday night to a few beers. Yeah. Whatever, because absolutely ridiculous as well. Like no, the idea. Well, <laughs> I just don't, don't understand it. Yeah, it, it just don't understand it because you know, it, all it was was just a bad reaction to a missed opportunity. It wasn't as if anyone wound him up. Um, or the referee giving a bad um, had pulled something back. It was it was dead bizarre. But yeah, his teammates managed to dig him out of that hole. Um, Greg Dockett looked quite good again. Um, he's certainly become the standout for Hamilton this season. Um, I think he could be one that moves on from them at the end of the season. Yeah, he's a player that I can. Mm-hmm. Very with. tidy. Mm-hmm. Yep. A lot of experience as well. Ages. Aye, definitely. It's just another one off their conveyor belt. Although. Don't know what's happened to Ali Crawford. He's just completely disappeared for the scene. I know he's injured just now, but yeah, yeah he's a play, he's a player that I could I, I thought maybe we'd move on at some at, well at some point, but he had a, he had a bad injury I think, last season, not recovered from. Yeah, possibly, but yeah, Dundee in trouble now at the foot of the table because Partick managed to win. So this Neil McCann might be the next one to worry about his job. Well, have you started a podcast, a blog on him? Not yet. I think for Chris's sake, I'll hold on to that. Aye, Chris isn't the Neil McCann's biggest fan, is he? No. But I'll, I'll hold off just now and see what happens. Because that could change in a couple of weeks and Dundee pick up a couple of results and then all of a sudden... But it's that tight. Yeah, I mean, it's that tight. I mean, there's Hamilton who are struggling and then they're now up to 8th place. So between the 8th and 12th, you've got three points covering them. I think um, we'll, we'll come on now to St. John's, actually. They spoke about it a bit in sports here last night, then horrific form. Uh, five games without, never mind, without any points. Or, yeah. oh, no, mind you, they yeah. I can't believe the sports scene start last night. Um, zero goals, zero wins. Well, obviously. Yeah, I, uh, <laughs> You can't win zero minus one. <laughs> yeah. 
they've got five five games without a win, and yet they're still in the top six. Oh, it just shows teams taking points at each other off the bottom, and Hearts have obviously dropped points recently. So they've been quite lucky with the start of the season. Um, but yeah, story. Um, we spoke a couple of weeks ago with Jenks. You know, we were saying that it's, he's not hitting the ground running, and then he scores two in a week, and he showed a lot of what he could do last um, and Saturday. They were great run. Yeah, the to be finish. to be fair though, even though we did say that he's not hitting the ground running, we did say that he is likely to. Once he does, he will score goals for them. Yeah. So we do give ourselves the credit as well uh, mm. in terms of that. But yeah, I think he will uh, turn out to be a really good sign for them. I can still see him finishing. 10 to 15 would really please about helps take the burden off of Chris Doolan yeah I think we've said most of the season about Thistle they're just to sort of say that once they get a win under their belt things will keep ticking along it looks as it could well do I mean that's 7 points in a week um, which is good going um, yep. um, I know they've got a tough win this weekend but there's yeah they'll be confident they can pull away but um, but yeah going back to St Johnson 456 minutes um it didn't look like scoring at all at the weekend on the highlights and um, yeah they need to start picking up points and goals obviously soon because um, otherwise the record have been top six every season um, since 2011-12 well, then we'll come to an end because with the way Motherwell's been playing it's not a shoo-in that they'll be top six this season now no I, I mean I think um, you look as well at Ross County I think they can get be- they can only get better. Uh, the only teams I would say would be assured are top six. I think Celtic Aberdeen. I think much as Rangers have had their trouble, I think they'll be all right. Aside from that, though, I think Hibs will be okay. I think Hibs. I know they're a wee bit hot and cold at times, but I think they've got enough quality to get see themselves in. Yeah. Um, by the way, it should be all right. But then you wonder in January whether maybe folk will try and go and follow him. But I think whatever happens, they'll keep him until the end of the season. They'd have mm-hmm. to get a a bit of silly money to go in January just to digress a wee bit talking that when you mentioned Motherwell um, there's there's fan chat talking about um, making the Celtic versus Motherwell League Cup final a tribute to Phil O'Donnell because this December will be the 10 years after his tragic death which would be yeah. a quite a nice touch aye definitely aye can't um, 10, 10 years so. I know and you know it must be something with Motherwell because they played Rangers in the League Cup final 10 years after David Cooper's death um, so it's it's quite ironic that way, but um, yeah, two two um two good guys and good footballers taken away yeah, too soon, especially Phil O'Donnell with what happened. I still remember that as if it was yesterday. Just try to see. Oh, we've covered the games, haven't we? That's us. Yeah. Um, so we could move on to the Scotland squad. We touched on that a wee bit earlier in terms of the fact Shinny finally got a call up, McLean, and then Ryan Christie is in the squad as well. A few other surprises. Uh, Paul Hardlin. At Hibs. Yeah, that was a that was a surprise for me. I would have expected someone that Suter to be in, although Suter didn't look particularly good at the weekend. Um, but what the good thing is, is that uh, um, the likes of Akecha Anya, Grant Hanley, Russell Martin, um, Snodgrass were all left out of the squad. I don't know if Malcolm McKay's doing that because championship players have had a lot of games um, and resting some of them or realised that they've not been playing well. Um, maybe I'm maybe I'm sure that Chris Martin would still pr- probably be involved. He was pretty good in that last campaign. Mm-hmm. Aye, maybe, but um, he's picked play, uh, almost every player in that squad, apart from one or two exceptions. Um, one of them being Andy Robertson. Every single one of those players is getting games. Yeah, and it's good to see so many te- so many players involved in playing the, Premier- the Scottish Premiership. 
Yeah. May, may as well kind of give them a chance to see what happens. Okay, it's only a friendly. Um, <laughs> but I see what happens, you never know. Yeah, but this is where you test these players, you know. Um, whereas Strachan would use this type of game to play guys who aren't getting games. You know, um, we're, Malky McKay has obviously decided to try something different. I know it's only one, he's only in for one game, but, you know, give him credit for wanting to look at something different and whoever's putting their name in the hat going forward will maybe look at this and say, well, there could be good players in Scottish football after all. Um, although Northern Ireland have proven it with playing players for Kilmarnock, Hearts, Aberdeen over the years and have got to a major championship more than Scotland have in the last 20 years yep. and could still get to a second win. Aye. Um, yeah, good to see a refreshing squad. And um, at last for Shane. Yeah, I mean, it's, 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 Oh, aye. There's trades there is as well. It's now, he, he's now playing left back. Um, whereas I'm assuming he's probably getting called up as a midfielder. Well, he could, um, he could be as left back as well. Because I think it was only. Cam Patterson's only right back that's been listed. So Tierney might be left back, right back. Um, and Shane could cover left back midfield. Who knows? Um, but good to have it. Right. I'll also touch on James, Jason Cummins get um, called up as well, which I think is good. Because um, I think. Other than Griffiths, we don't really have a striker with mobility up there. Um, and Cummins will hopefully give us that. So, good to see him getting called up. And he's been playing a lot for Forest recently. Yeah, I think it's a good call-up as well. Um, he's at a good, he's at a good age. He's got that wee bit of kind of gala streak, a bit like Griffiths, mm-hmm. in terms of fearing him. Uh, he's not scored a lot of goals, though, so far for Forest a couple of times against, was it Newcastle in the Cup? I know he scored two in that game. I know he scored against Sheffield United um, in the league. Um, I don't oh, know if he's hit the back, back in it too many times since then, but he's getting more games and it looks as if he's bulked up a wee bit as well. So um, we'll see how he gets on. Um, yeah. Sure, he will play some part of the game. Because I wonder if a couple of the Celtic players might end up withdrawing with injuries or whatever. I'm not being cynical about that. It's just they've had a lot of games recently. Um, Aye, then. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully there's no withdrawals, but there likely will be one or two. Yeah, did you see that interview with Malcolm McKay? Oh, he's not ruled out uh, the possibility that he might be a candidate. Yeah, I think I think Regan's probably taking that out of his hands already, though, to be fair. But, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see, but I think the SFP will explore other options. And I think they need to cast a net wide, as um, we spoke about before. You know, certainly don't really like the foreign approach. Yeah, as long as it's not Pedro Cachinha. Uh... Oh, yeah, I can I can safely say that there's a better chance of George Burley coming back than um, Pedro Cachinha being the Scotland manager. It's probably a better chance of us getting it. Yeah, exactly. And I think we'd do a better job than Pedro Motormouth. That's a weekend. Is that weekend Wednesday the game? A weekend Thursday. Weekend Thursday. Yeah. Nice. Right. I wonder if um, Stuart Regan's having half an eye in the Northern Ireland result. Um, because if they don't qualify, maybe he'll make an approach for Neil. Just wonder. Yeah, I think we, well, we touched on that. Uh, if they qualify, we'll get no that. chance. Yeah, it could be a possibility. I suppose it would depend as well whether he'd be happy enough to continue as being an international manager or whether he maybe fancies going back in. Because certainly I've heard a few people talking about he might fancy a, a decent job in England, but you don't know whether he, how good a job he would get offered. Would he get offered mm-hmm. a, a Premier League team down south? I don't know. I think he probably the ch- maybe a championship club, maybe, yeah. but I, I don't. I can't see a Premier League team taking a chance on him. No, neither do I. I mean, he might be Championship League One, um, but so if he was offered Scotland over League One team, surely he'd take the Scotland job. But 
Um, we'll wait and see. I mean, because they still might qualify. If they qualify, we cannot wait until next August for him to come in. Because by the time the World Cup and that's when she's had a holiday, it probably August by the time he starts and the Nations League campaign starts in September. Yeah. So if they qualify, there's no chance we'll get. We'll go for Michael O'Neill. Aye, I think what I think what I would expect we'll have somebody maybe next month or something like that. I don't think we'll leave it too long. Yeah, I think someone will be in between um, around about the Christmas New Year period. I don't think it'll be any late in January. <laughs> Pardon me. Who we want the predictions? We should probably mention quickly Celtic, um, the Champions League. Just good luck. Oh, in. aye. Um, good luck, my up. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, just do well, keep the score down. Well, let's be honest, I'm not being disrespectful. So I just think that I know Bayern Munich have got quite a few out. So maybe Celtic might find a chance of a point. But I still think Bayern will have enough quality to walk away with, from Parkhead with three points. But hopefully yeah. this time next week, I eat my words. I'll be quite interested to see who starts up front for Bayern because Lewandowski and Miller are both out, mm. so I don't know who else they've got really that maybe play up. I think Ribery's out as well. What kind of ringtone is that you've got in the background now? you got Lullaby to uh, alert it's, me? It's not a ringtone. I think a video started playing on one of the web pages I got open. I think, <laughs> thankfully, I think that's it stopped. It's weird as well because it's not. I've got my bookie. I always have my bookie up. Check the odds, obviously. Mm-hmm. The free bet calculator and the SPFL web. Aye, who knows? <laughs> Bit weird. Random. Uh, yeah, predictions then. <laughs> oh, oh, actually, before the predictions, there was the other thing I wanted to mention. We spoke about it off air. Uh, Dundee United, obviously, are still looking for a new manager. So I was trawling through my bookie, having a look to see the odds and next manager for for them. Now, who remembers Sazo Labo? Was it Sazo Labo? Sazo Labo, wasn't it? Shabba Laszlo. Shabba Laszlo, aye. One to four he is. Wait a minute, okay. There must be something in that shot of price. Shabba. Wow. I missed all of them. Oh, dear. Um, that's a blast for the past. <laughs> what, well, Shabba Laszlo? I missed all of them, man. I remember that appointment. Um, he did all right in his first season. Um, finishing third. Not playing great football. And then second season, they completely fell away and it took Jim Jeffries to revive them again. But yeah, that would be a... That's a, a left-field appointment, that one, if that comes off. Um, he's, been, he's been managing in Hungary like, recently. He's not been... It's not as if he's still like, we're in the UK or anything like that. Yeah. He maybe still keeps, um, keeps up to date, but I remember... I'm sure he applied for a Scotland job at one point in his life. Um <laughs> Um, well, he, managed, but... he managed Lithuania for a short time. Oh, did he? Aye. Right, I didn't know that. But, yeah, that would be an interesting appointment if they got him. Um, but they'll need to make an appointment quite quickly. They've got some money this weekend, which will be difficult, obviously. Uh, although, if they win that, they, they only go a point behind, I think. Because they won it weekend at Mundra. So, I will be on predictions now, then. First up, on Saturday, the big shit at half twelve, can Celtic break the record can they make well, St Johnson who are in terrible form now St Johnson are 12-1 to 1 at home no much as St Johnson are in terrible form that's a pretty decent price if you think the end the run is going to end the draw is 5-1 to 1, Celtic are 1-5 the thing is St Johnson do tend to raise their game a wee bit against Celtic and give them a couple of scares they also drew at Parkhead and were a, a wee bit unfortunate not to win um, last season they were 2-1 up against them until um, and then Celtic eventually won 5-2 so. but I think this weekend 
like St Johnston will end their scoring streak but ultimately I'm going to go 3-1 Celtic uh, I am going for 2-1 to Celtic uh, so we've got Hamilton against Aberdeen Hamilton are 17-4 to Dorris 3-1 to in Aberdeen are... um, well, the two games last season in the league we won't mention I'll go for a reverse of that 1-0 Aberdeen I am 1-0 Aberdeen uh, Ross County against Motherwell Ross County 13-10 the draws 5-2 Motherwell are 95 I fancy this to be a Desmond. Oh, yeah, that's what I think is Desmond. <laughs> I forgot to mention as well, uh, the weekend, Motherwell, that their game had a wee kind of thin Halloween thing going on for the, the kind of young kids, and there was folk dressed up as like Dracula, all yeah, kind of regular Halloween-type characters. One wee boy, though, won. He won at Halloween. He dressed up as Stephen Robinson. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was class. Aye, it was pretty good. Um, nice to see. Uh, so... Aye, uh, Hibs Dundee. Hibs are forty eleven. The draw is eighteen five. Dundee are seven one. Um, the the smart head would say this is going to be Hibs victory, but it's Hibs. They you know, the ten. This is where they might tend to slip up in games where they should win. I'm still going to go with Hibs three one. Dundee are defending very poor. Uh, I'm going two one to Hibs. And last up on Saturday, you've got Partick Thistle. Rangers are one to three. The draw is nineteen to five, and Partick Thistle are seven to one. Decent price considering uh, Thistle's. Mm-hmm. I Thistle have given Rangers a couple of scares recently, um, but I think Rangers will do enough. I'm going to go two one Rangers, um, and maybe they'll be allowed to bring um, maybe like to Lee Wallace and Nick O'Cranch will be allowed to come watch the game. I think Cranch was on the bench the weekend. I think. Mm-hmm. I know that um, Pedro. Didn't allow them to come and watch the game last week, which I thought was ridiculous. Especially the club captain, Lee Wallace, just telling them not to come out of the ground. Um, but I think Rangers will win 2-1. Uh, I'm going for 1-0 on that one. And then Sunday, we have Hart against Kilmarnock. We've got Hart 3-4, the draw is 13-5, and Kilmarnock 17-5. This is getting played at Murrayfield as well. Um, I'm going to go for a third um, away draw in a row for Kilmarnock by the same score, 1-1. Yeah, I was thinking, I was thinking the same. <laughs> uh, 1-0, actually. Two JBs think alike. I know. Um, so, we'll have a think about what our... Bet's going out with that, but I'll mention, I spoke earlier about how I've got an option for the first goal scorer. We did pick him earlier on the season, um, and it was Darren Smith. He scored in the last five games. Mm-hmm. Fancy that. Yeah, I'll, I'll have a go along with that. Um, um, so, odds will fall on Friday. I don't know. Um, it's a difficult card to predict this week, looking at the fixtures. Um, I would have said Hibs, but you said they're 4-11. I predict Raith are, Raith are quite short as well, 4-11, air away to Broth, 11-10, but Broth have been alright this season. What's the NS Mears at home to Clyde? The NS Mears are doing quite well, just now in the one at Stirling at the weekend. Aye, but Clyde not been alright, good will they? Maybe not, actually. Just check the table just now. Aye, no, Clyde have been struggling, could be alright, yeah. Aye, 20-23, could be a shout. Starting that being a 4-7 item, but... Montrose away, Cowden Beath. Ten bottom of the league. Well, aye, that could be decent. Montrose are ten. What about one other? Yeah, you pick this next one. Um, oh, so right, I, okay. I don't, I don't get the hundred percent blame this week. Right, okay. Do any mini mini war if you want. See, I was thinking about air, but I brought up nothing as I think air are quite quite an attractive price at eleven to ten. All on air, you are kind of evenly matched. Stranraer maybe a bit Queens Park at home. Stranraer are nineteen to twenty. I don't think I fancy anything in the championship. 
though St Mirren are quite attractive at 11 and 5 uh, let's see I'm going to go for air at 11 and 10 because mm-hmm. I think they've got the firepower whereby they've always given them a chance of winning games we'll go with air ok what's that against us? well if we go for Stenhouse Muir at 20 to 23 10 and air at 10 pound ton a healthy 74 pound and 95 pound nice uh, sounds good that would be just dandy Mm-hmm. But nice to get back to winning ways again. Aye, get above the two hundred pound mark before the international break. Anything else, or that's us? I think we've covered quite a bit tonight. Um, we have. Don't think we've went overboard, but listeners can give us um, can give us feedback on that. Good, bad, and different. Aye, definitely. Uh, just what a shout out as well. If we've said before a few times last season, if anyone else fancies a go on the podcast, uh, give us a shout on Twitter account at SFF Podcast to your views of other people um, or just even send us a tweet just any good interaction okay right cheers John yeah cheers cheers John cheers bye